1: Hello everyone and welcome to Laurel Langmire's weekly live stream update of the market. Want to thank you all for joining us, whether you're on Facebook, our live stream, our podcast, Laurel's Real Money Talks. Very happy to have you all here today. Very happy to have you all joining us for the last of our five part series of luck versus intention. Uh, Very excited to have you all here today. Laurel is gonna be unable to join us as she is leading the mastermind in Reno of fellow Big Table members. Uh, So she sends her wishes, is very happy to have you all here today, uh, but would love to see you all one day at a Big Table event. For today's presentation, to wrap up Luck versus Intention, we're going to be presenting some material that Martha Hanlon, one of the uh, Big Table coaches, gave at a Big Table event. And we think this is uh, not only great capstone content to our Luck versus Intention um, series that we've done, but also showcases to you all who are attending and, and listening the level of, of education and content that are available to big table members at our mastermind session. So it's a perfect opportunity for you to not only learn from one of probably the one of the wisest women in the world when it comes to marketing, Martha Hanlon, but also gives an opportunity for you all to see the type of quality of education that you will see at these big table mastermind events. So in a moment we're going to go ahead and start the pre-recorded presentation and all of you all learn more about entrepreneurial leadership and then we'll end with a discussion about the five phases we've just gone through, and then we will be able to uh, set you on your way uh, with luck versus intention uh, the series there. So as I get started here, if you could all let us know where you're calling in from, where you're visiting us from, and what your biggest challenge is when it comes to leading your team. Thank you all for joining us, and we're going to now have Martha Uh, Pre-recorded entrepreneurial leadership.
2: To you, young lady, Martha has been a cornerstone of instructing for years. She was in Table 8. She had a very unique experience.
3: Wasn't all of Table 8 millionaires when they all walked through the door? Uh, They were mostly millionaires. They were all about real estate. And I'm walking in going, hey, I want to build my business because I've got the purple thumb of real estate. <laughs> the purple love. <laughs>
2: yep. And uh really unique group, the Grade Eight table. The Grade Eight And uh known her for years from when she was in the Bay Area, now she's out on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, I bragged about you early and said, you know. Your uh, Wharton MBA superstar in marketing built agencies before. Has done tons and probably you know the thing I have to give you tribute to the most mm-hmm. is when we used to do alumni meetings where when you graduated there was a certain point <laughs> when you graduated the table and then stayed on and all those structures just kind of fell apart. We're just one big darn group now and the levels are too much and so we just have one big group anyway. So we used to have this competition or this fun thing after a dinner. Um, we'd have these fun alumni dinners everybody that was around in the old days we should we should bring some back everyone some other so it would fun. be fun it would and be fun and we would do the who could impersonate then it was roasting laurel and then we would have this competition of who could impersonate me and martha would consistently win <laughs> <laughs> consistently be asking for credit cards and making fun of all my little laurelisms so with that martha uh, amazing friend and mentor to all they were super fun. Talk to these folks about entrepreneurial leadership. There's a lot of people, and I could just go through the screen, who are leaving employee land or even teams of employees but haven't really run their own world as an entrepreneur. So share some leadership strategies and
3: techniques. Absolutely. And we're going to, to walk through some slides, but this is really a conversation. At its most strategic, I want you all to wrap your heads around this. You've come here for a reason. You've come to all of Laurel's programs for a reason. And that reason is you want to increase your wealth. You want to become a millionaire or a multimillionaire or whatever, 10 times a millionaire. There's something that you want. And to get there, you're working on your investments. To get there, you're working on your business. Even if you just started your business yesterday, you're meeting people through everything that you're doing here at the big table you're meeting people who like Thomas who you just had a great conversation with who shared things with you and you were like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah whatever he said but I'm not going to do that the piece that you must bring to your business is leadership You can bring someone like Thomas, you can bring someone like Randy, you can bring someone like Chase, you can bring someone like Scott, you can bring someone like anybody in to do something in your business, but you cannot abdicate leadership to them. You are the master. So I just wanted to give you a fast introduction to who I am and what I'm doing here. I've been in Laurel's world since 2004. I have created a couple of businesses, my business with um, my business partner there, Chris Williams. We met through the table and through Laurel. My business is wide awake business and we do leadership acceleration and business development. We've worked with 5,324 clients. So, you know, we didn't just start yesterday. And yes, we do count. And one of our mentors said to us, that's really super swell, but what the heck did you do for them? So this is the other piece that we count. And I would encourage you, those of you who are working with others, to do the same thing. We work with our clients to calculate how much their revenue has increased, $628 million to date. We've got a lot of experience in business development, marketing, and sales. After 20 years apiece, here's the clue. You don't have to add any more years in because it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if I've got 21 years of experience or 25. And we've got two best-selling books, Customers Are the Answer to Everything, Customertopia. And I'm working on our third about leadership, which will be out sometime this year. So here's what I wanted to do with all of you to start with. Because the thing about leadership is this. We have a tendency not to spend very much time in our business leading. So take a piece of paper, grab a pencil. I want you to draw this little circle. Don't worry about the pie sizes. Just draw the circle and divide the pies into strategy and planning, revenue producing activities, which is sales by any other name. The next pie is product creation, spending your time developing a product, developing a service. Fulfilling that, you sold something, now you're the one that's delivering it. Customer service, someone calls you, someone sends you an email, they're a customer of yours, they're a prospect of yours, and you're spending your time on the phone, on text messages, on email with them. The next pie is admin. How much time do you spend moving your papers around? And the last pie is personal. And I'm going to explain that last pie here in a minute. So what I want you to do is you see in the upper left-hand side, it says the average business hours that you work weekly. Now, I know all of you work different hours every week. It's one thing one week, something another. That's why the most important word there is average. How many hours on average do you work in your business? 40 hours, because maybe you're doing it part-time. 80 hours, because maybe you're in your business up to your eyeballs. How many hours? And then on the basis of that, I want you to divide those average hours into each of those pies. And the personal thing is this when I used to live on the West Coast up to three years ago, and I hit a block, I would either get in the middle of the workday, I would get on my bike and go for a ride, or I would call my sister on the East Coast for a mental break. That's putting personal time in the middle of my business day. And you kind of want to account for that because I've seen some pretty scary. People tell me how much time they spend personally. Now, I am not going to ask you to show us your results, but I'm willing to bet you that you don't have a lot of time in strategy and planning. I'm even willing to bet you that you may not have a lot of time, some of you, in revenue-producing activities, also known as sales. If you don't have time in strategy and planning – how do you know where you're going, the path to take you there, and how do you lead this team that you're building? How do you lead your financial planner? How do you lead your CPA? Your CPA knows more back taxes than you do. Weldon will floor you with what he knows about taxes and what he knows about entities. You're guiding him. I had a client the other day who was working with a marketing company. I was doing coaching with him. And he showed me the material that someone sent. He, my client, had no idea how to put it together, but he knew the pictures were wrong. The picture didn't drive the strategy. The copy didn't drive the strategy. That's your leadership in motion. And if you are spending, I'm betting, too much time on admin, some of you love to spend time on product creation or fulfillment because you think, how can I afford to bring somebody else in? if I'm not paying myself yet. And here's what I'll say to you. If you don't bring somebody else in to do some of this fulfillment, your business is only going to grow so far because the only way to grow is to add more hours to your day or to increase your prices. And as much as you are brilliant at what you do and you think nobody in the world can do it as well as you So do I have anybody out there who thinks that nobody can do it as well as them? Just kind of give me a thumbs up. If you think nobody can do it as well as you. Yep. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. The truth of the matter is when you lead, people will be able to do it as well as you, maybe better than you, which will enable you to rise up your value to your business. The higher your value to your business, the higher your value to your investments, the higher your value that you're working on to deliver your goal, the more likely you are to get there and get there faster. So I want you to do something for me, sort of virtually metaphorically, because this is important. You all have an owner's hat. I want you to take it off for these next couple of minutes, and I want you to put it in the bottom drawer of your desk. Take it off. Everybody got their hat off? All right. Instead... I want you to put on your leader hat because this whole conversation is going to be about you leading. And I want to say something to you up front. In order to elevate your value to your business, in order to step up being a leader, you are going to have to drop some sandbags because you cannot elevate if you're being weighed down. And each of you have different sandbags. You know, those sandbags are things that are yeah, but, or I can't, or accept. We've all got something, like I can't pay them. We've all got a sandbag. And there's going to be a sandbag or two or four that you're going to drop to get to where you want to go. So here's what I want you to wrap your head around. It's very simple. One of the things I hope I do when I'm working with all of you, I've coached many of you, I've coached Thomas, I've coached. Elaine, I've coached Adam, I've coached a lot of you. One of the things I'm pretty good at is making complex things pretty simple. So I want to make this leadership thing simple. You have one responsibility as a leader. You are responsible for those around you to rise up. Starting with you, to rise up. That's your singular responsibility As a leader. Now, let's just take Weldon because I brought him up earlier. In your wildest dreams, you were not going to be able to look at Weldon and say, Let me help you rise up to be a better CPA. He's pretty darn good already. He's great, right? You are responsible for him to rise up, for his team to rise up to understand your strategy for your business so that he's delivering what you want and need the first time. When you work with Thomas, it's the same thing. You are responsible for Thomas to rise up. Aren't you lucky, Thomas? All these people are gonna be here to help you rise up. Thousands of people. And that rising up starts with yourself and then moves to your team and then moves to your customers. And then moves to your legacy and your legacy is the money that you're creating. It's your personal finances. It's your business finances. It's your brand legacy because what you're building business wise can be sold. Somebody else wants it. So don't build it and walk away. So I want to do a little something else with you right here. I want to talk a little bit about the difference between leading and managing. So, I want to take a look first at these first two columns. Probably most of you are either a creator or a technician. You are running your business. You're managing your business as either a creator or a technician. If you're a creator, your focus is this passion that you have. And your role is, let's go do it. And your plan is, I want to go create it. And I want to go, oh, by the way, create that. I'm going to create that. I want to create that. And you spend all your time thinking about the things that you can create. Your strategy is let's start, let's go, let's roll this out. And the outcome is fulfillment. If we're lucky, sometimes my creator friends, you just keep creating and don't ever get to roll out. How many of you, you can drop a note in the chat box. How many of you are creators? How many of you lead your business or or manage your business with a creator mindset? Put a note in the chat box. Then we have our technicians. Our technicians, you take a look at your business and the value that you bring is the time and the effort that you put in. Your role is to control the business. I want to control it. I want to put everything in order. And if this is out of order, I want want to look at it a little bit longer. The plan is, how can I control it? The strategy is, let's do it. And the outcome is, guess what? The business runs you. Now, how many of you, by going into the chat box, are technicians? What I just said kind of resonates with you. like, yep, that's me. Drop your note into the chat box. And we're going to look at the next two because we're going to build on this. So because you own a business, you are, guess what, an owner. But if you keep thinking of yourself only as an owner, Your value then is leverage and and measurements. You know, did it go right? Did the campaign go right? Am I making money through iFlip? Is this going, you know, how's it going? How much money did I make this week? You're managing things. That's your role. Your plan is to put some structure and you want to supervise it and you run the business, which is a whole lot better than the business running you. But there's another level. And this is the one you must step up to in order to get to where you want to go. As a leader, your focus is thinking and vision and building trust because you cannot outsource thinking and vision and building trust to anybody, nor can you forget to do it. Your role is to inspire Your number one responsibility is for those to rise up. That's inspiration. The plan is to grow it, to grow your wealth, to grow your business, to grow your income, to grow your team appropriately. Your strategy is about inspiration, and the outcome is you've built a living organism that operates even if you've got a couple broken ribs and a spleen was removed. Which one of those four places do you want to be? You want to be the leader. And again, I want to emphasize, I know I'm also asking you to drop some sandbags along the way. And each of you know what those sandbags are. I don't. And I want to share one other thing with you about leadership. It's not one thing. It's got some stages to it. So the first stage of leadership is I know where I'm going. I know where I am going. Second stage, I've been to that spot I want to go to, and I've been there before. I'm repeating myself. I made a half million dollars last year. I want to make a half million dollars this year. Yay, I've been there before. Third step, I've been there, and I can take you. I've been there, and I can take you, teammate, I've been there. I can take you teammate. I've been there and you're coming with me, whether they're employees or whether they're contractors, I can take you next level. I'm going to teach others how to get there. I'm working with someone now and his goal is to sell his business in 10 years. You know what? Frankly, he can sell it in five. But to do that he has to begin to teach others on his team how to take over the roles that he's been fulfilling. So that's the level that he's at. Next level, you're going to develop others to lead. So that's where he's going. That's where he's building her to take over some of the leadership. And the last is to lead others to lead others. Each of you are going to be in a different spot in this leadership hierarchy. The point that I want to make, the point that Laurel wants to make, the point that all of this IWS team makes with you is this is your responsibility, vision, building trust, putting the plan together, that we all come together to follow. And you're someplace along this hierarchy to make that happen. So let's, I want you to sit with me for a minute, like clear your head of all this stuff. Let's think about this. This is a great question to ask. I love this question. What if your only responsibility in your business was rising up, rising up yourself, rising up your team, rising up your clients, rising up your brand? That's your only responsibility. So if we went back to that circle, virtually all of your time would be in strategy and planning. Here's what it could look like. And I hope this is attractive. This is what it could mean for you. It could mean that you deliver only your highest value to your business every day. And by doing that, that means some of the junk comes off your plate, the stuff that doesn't make the needle move, the stuff that's below your highest value. It means that you've crafted a rising up development plan for every team member. And I want to be clear. Yes, if you have employees, you are absolutely doing that. Even if you don't have employees, this is part of what you want to be thinking about. My whole team are contractors. They do work for us. They do work for others. And we have a development plan with each of them. And, you know, some of them have risen up as far as they want to go. They don't want to go any farther, which is fine. We know that. That might mean at some point in time we're going to outgrow them. It might mean at some point in time that you might outgrow them, but you're going to know it's coming. It's not going to be an accident and it's going to be okay. If your only responsibility was to rise up, that means that you've developed services that truly advance the health and the well being of every single client that you work with. And your value to your business is strategy and vision. And identifying the values that you have that you're going to bake into your business, bake into your culture, and to build trust. First, trust in yourself, right? Because we're all going someplace we've never been before. So there's a little bit of like, do I trust me? Can I do this? If I step off the curb, am I going to get hit by a truck or am I going to be okay? So there's an element of first trusting yourself and then working for your team to trust you and you to trust your team. And to build those values and that trust in your team and yourself. And that's what rising up could mean for you. So is this desirable? Give me a thumbs up if you're like, yeah, I want some of this. Is this where you want to go? So it's not something you grow into. It's something that you start with. You start with it. And you can start with it in 2021. I'm about to give you permission to do some doodling on yourself for free. And we can do a little bit of it here. And then more than likely, you're going to take this away. So here's the doodle. What if, what if your only job, your only role was being responsible for all to rise up to your 2021 goal? Second question What would be the only things on your plate? What would be your sole responsibilities? And the last question, what does each team member require? I say it doesn't say employee. What does each team member require to rise up to deliver their part of the goal? And again, it it may be if they're not employees, it may not be a full development plan like you did in your J-O-B when you were a manager or director or a VP or whatever you were. But nonetheless, whoever you bring into your business, whoever you bring into your wealth plan, they need direction. I'm about to have a call later on today with my financial planner. My goal is to provide directions. They're going to give me some input. I'm going to give them some more directions. I'm going to take things off the table. I'm going to point them in, a, in this direction looks good. That doesn't... That's my responsibility. My responsibility is not to go into that call and say, great, where are we going? They can take me a 1,000 places. Only one of them is where I want to go. So I want you to write down these three questions. What if your only job was to be responsible for rising up for this year? What are the only things that would be on your plate, your sole responsibilities? And then take a look at either the team that you have or the team you're bringing on and write down what's required for them to rise up. And then you'll know if your team's ready to rise up. So this is how your results will manifest. When you lead yourself, you lead your team, you lead your clients and you lead your legacy. You can't go out and hire this. Nobody can take this role. This is your role. And make sure you're always measuring those results so that you know that you're on your way to your goal, so that you know that your strategy is working or this isn't and I'm going to play with that or I'm going to A-B test this or that was interesting, but it didn't work so that you know where to go to make improvements. So this is my last. I'm going to open this up if you have any questions because I can't see them while I'm sitting here yakking. But if you want to reach out, if you want to have conversation about leadership, just a complimentary conversation about what we might be able to do to make an enormous difference in your business. There's my office phone. You can't text it. It's an office phone. It's those good old landlines. And my email address, please feel free to reach out. I'm here in this conversation with you because I want to see each of you lead. It's how I know I've evolved. I came out of corporate America. You know, Laurel's told you some background on me. I came out of corporate America. And so, yes, I led teams. Leading your own business is a little bit different. So two exercises you've got coming out of this. I didn't mention at the beginning that I'm one of those coaches that always makes you work a little bit. (laughs) we make you work I, mean, I encourage you to work i can't make them work but it's <laughs> that's true it's a it's a, it's a here's I'm the way hoping. i look at it it's a commitment the two things that gave you are commitment to yourself do the pie chart the little circles where you're spending your time it's going to be eye-opening and then two if your only responsibilities only responsibilities are to rise up yourself rise up your team, rise up your clients, what's on your plate and what isn't on your plate. And if you're looking at this whole thing and saying to yourself, yeah, Martha, but if any of those sentences are like, yeah, Martha, but I can't if, or I I could, but only those are the sandbags you need to drop.
1: All right, everyone. Very good. Very happy to see that piece there uh, when it comes to luck versus intention and us talking about your entrepreneurial leadership with that. So I want to thank you all for joining us on the conversation today. Very happy and excited for you to have gone through this five series sequence with us, luck versus intention. Awesome to have Martha put the capstone on that uh, presentation for us want to see you all rise up as we leave March, as we leave the idea of luck versus intention behind and fully commit to being intentive and intention toward working on your goals for 2021 and what you're going to be doing. Just as a quick heads up, we are going to be having a workshop in two weeks time. would love to have you all at the Millionaire Maker Meetup and Marketplace. And on top of that, would love to have you all know we're going to be announcing our luck versus intention winner next week. Laura will be back from the Big Table event. We'll be happy to announce it at that time. So on behalf of everyone here at Integrated Wealth Systems, very happy to have you here. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next week and changing your conversation about money. Thanks, you all. See you soon.
0: Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on dr phil cnn cnbc the street tv fox news and the view want to learn more about off wall street investing tax strategies and multi-million dollar business strategies visit liveoutloud.com podcast for past episodes show notes and resources for some special wealth building gifts only for laurel's podcast listeners visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.